We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know what I recently realized? No. Eating a lot of peanut butter right before you have to talk for a while? Mm. Not the greatest of ideas. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. 
And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We hope yesterday, Boxing Day, was a tremendous day for you and you unwrapped some nice fantasy Premier League gifts. Uh, I am Mike Gottlieb, your host. Along with me is Andrew Laird. Uh, it seems like only yesterday we were watching soccer, and now we're talking about <laughs> games tomorrow. That's right. We didn't even have time to do a reaction pod because we're already doing a preview. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll kind of uh, react to preview in this podcast, and uh, it's early in the morning, so that's why I uh, made up a terrible word, unlike usual, where all of my puns are just glorious. But uh, Andrew, uh, Boxing Day gave us some nice twists and turns. Uh, Chelsea is disappointing as usual, so no, nothing surprising there. But uh, Manchester, uh, unlike uh, the week before, Manchester City looked dominant, and Arsenal looked terrible. Yeah, quite the turnaround. The it was a classic trap game for Arsenal. I think the scoreline was probably the more surprising part. Like I think if they lost two nothing, I would have been like, yeah, you know, it's a letdown game after a big win against Man City. But they just got throttled, and it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. So yeah, that was very surprising. And I tweeted this yesterday, but I'll use it today also about the center back combo, the first center back combo to shut out Leicester this season. Mamadou Sacco and uh, Dejan Lovren. One of whom, uh, no, it just one of whom was a replacement. Both, well, yeah, I guess Sacco tends to Sacco start, usually. Is, yeah, and Lovren was coming off an injury; they almost had to start Colo Torre. Uh, well, his brother did well. Sure did. I was actually thinking about that. I saw his goal, and if you could pick eleven players, like if you were making like a real team but you were using essentially like the best that they can be. And I don't mean like the best in their career, but like Yaya Torre at his absolute best of this season for, you know, and thinking of everybody in the premier league at their best this season. Does he make that 11? I'll do you one better. If I could have the, like, you know, one player's skill set and just translate it to every position, I'd want Yaya's at every position, just his, his, he's the most he's like the shack of uh, of this sport it's nuts it's not consistent it's not like a hundred percent consistent but when it's on it, no one's stopping it yeah I think the difficulty no. is that it's off a lot more than it's on but my like he's so fun to watch when he's on it's it's kind of a shame that it's taken him so long to put it all together too mm-hmm but because it's he's, he's not he's he's old enough where it won't last a long right. time He's already peaked. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But his dominance at his highest level is 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 of you know what what doesn't make him great is the longevity, but his actual dominance is greatness. Yeah, peak Yaya is just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's power, it's pace, it's skill, especially at finishing. Yeah, Um, it's. I, I tweeted that. And I'm not sure there's a player in the Premier League who finishes with both feet as well as he does. Uh, and not like he's great with his left, but like Aguero is good with both. Oh, that's a good point. He's, Maybe he learned he, that from Yaya. It's un, yeah, it's possible. It's unfortunate that he's not even the best on his own yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say those two. I just feel like we see so many of these guys who are so one-footed dominant that I mean, obviously everybody has a dominant foot, but like some guys are just so one-sided, and he. I mean, he, he scored that a goal from outside of the box with his left foot. That doesn't happen with a lot of guys who are right-footed. Across, across the goalie. Right, right. 
So with power. Yeah, great goal. Well, not even with power. It no, it wasn't really, that. It was just perfectly it. placed. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, Yaya. It, it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. was great. Um, what was weird to me was to see, it, like, I don't it, like Arsenal didn't, you know, rotate a lot. It was just, no. it was strange, and it was also very strange to me to see. Uh, just, uh, just to see Chelsea just revert back to what didn't work. The there probably weren't many teams they wanted. Not this doesn't make sense, but like Watford's not a team you want to play right now, and so that Watford getting a point at Stamford Bridge isn't wasn't like overly surprising to me. It's it's. I mean, what I can't stand is the people who say like it's a good point, because there's no such thing for Chelsea now as a good point. I tweeted that with phenomenal sarcasm. That's not, not a good point. That's ridiculous. Yeah. There is no such thing for. It doesn't matter right. who it's against. Right. If it's Manchester United next game, if they get a point, that's not a good point. Yeah. They need three the rest of the way. Yep. To get any kind of contention for anything serious. Yep. So, you know, with that in mind, goals get points. Now, well, they scored him. Yeah, I, I two goals should win it. No, they they, they they can score. I mean, first of all, yes, it should. You're right, and they actually should. I mean, Oscar slipped on a penalty, yep. and that that cost me dearly in every single format. I really hope they just let Willian start taking them, or Hazard. Who what has he not on, done? Or Hazard, who was on the pitch, whatever, who drew the penalty. What does Willian have to do to get a few ch- cheap goals? Come on. He got an assist. I know, but come on. The guy deserves penalties at this point. I was thinking about our talk from the last podcast about letting guys who draw the penalty take them, and that happened in the Harry Kane instance, and I was like, oh, well, that that makes sense. (laughs) Like, I saw that he scored the penalty, and then I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's ridiculous, because somebody probably, like, you know, Ben Davies got it, and I was like, oh, no, he actually drew it. Whatever. I think that should be the rule. Anyway, we, we talked about that last week, but that, that that's the reaction portion of the podcast. I did want to get a little reaction in there, but uh, you know we do need to go on because we do have games on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday uh, and when. Oh my god! And and, and then we play Saturday. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so this is the holiday portion. So uh, you definitely well, you're probably going to get the slate cut up into Monday and then. Uh, that's one slate, and then Tuesday and Wednesday as the as the other slate. Yeah, so. they could go a little crazy with like a later Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That actually splits it evenly. Yeah. Ugh. Pass. Weird. Because <laughs> the early slate then would be absolutely terrible. Yeah, um, it would be. So uh, speaking of that, let's get to that terrible early slate schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Starting at uh, what is it? Uh, Ten a.m. on. Uh, 10, yeah, 10 a.m. Yep. on yeah, 10 a.m. on Tuesday or much what what day is tomorrow? Monday. Monday. <laughs> it's all it's all coming together now. Okay, so on Monday, 10 o'clock, Crystal Palace at home against Swansea. Uh, Swansea have actually gotten consecutive clean sheets, which is <laughs> very rare for Lucas Papianski. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll take what I can get in EFC, even though I lose all the time. Uh, but Lucas Fabianski takes his traveling circus to Crystal Palace, and is there any confidence level that this is more than like one nothing for either side? I struggle to see it. Just Swansea, I'm not sure how much of their back-to-back clean sheets are for them, or the fact that West Brom was out was without James McLean and Solomon Rondon, 
and the week before was uh, West Ham, who has nobody left other than Maro Zarat. So uh, this Crystal Palace team is better, although they're dealing with a bunch of injuries too. Uh, your boy Connor Wickham's out for four weeks. Who cares? Uh, Yannick Balassi's out for four weeks. Cares more. Right. Uh, Yoan Kabai's still dealing with this heel injury, although he was on the bench um, yesterday. So we're starting to see guys like Joe Ledley and Jordan Much get some playing time. I think Much is going to actually keep starting in Balassi's spot while Bakari Sacco's also still out. So Patrick Bamford apparently picked up a knock, which is why he wasn't available yesterday. I think they're probably just making that up. But it's gross. And, like, Swansea, I feel like, is better on paper than, than meaning the fit Swansea players are better than the current fit Crystal Palace players, no? Who knows? Because the one of the better players just doesn't play on Swansea. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and I don't like John Joe Shelby. But no. every time he plays, he looks like he's the best player on that pitch. Yeah. Yeah, Bafatimi Gomis is so hit or miss, and I feel like anytime somebody picks him and he scores, it's it's just luck. It's a dart throw. And so, yeah. From very long distance. Right. Like, Jefferson Montero is, like, popular on DraftKings because of the crosses, but, like, he's he's almost like a Jesus Nava, so it, like, doesn't end up doing anything with them. And Key scored a goal from two inches out that isn't you know repeatable and yeah i just i feel like we haven't seen much out of andre ayu in months like we did earlier in the season so well he's been playing striker up top by himself so right it's been (laughs) it's been an adjustable i mean he should be playing out wide yeah i don't know i feel like it's a team that doesn't know what they're doing against a team that's hurt they're rudderless but you know the current will take you at some point. It's but, awful. Yeah, but I, I believe that Parju is going to somehow make this one nil in his favor. Yeah. Well, they're are they fifth now? I think they're fifth in the table, which is pretty incredible. It's, I think they I just mean, passed United on goal differential. If they had a capable striker, which they do have one. Um, but yeah, but Wickham's out for four weeks. <laughs> then... You know they would uh, like I, I mean I said that they were that this one of the most talented midfields in the Premier League when the season started. Yeah, uh, and th- if they had a capable striker, just imagine how good they'd be. Mm-hmm. Well, in fairness, those aren't the easiest things to just pick up. Okay, okay. Despite your arguments that they have one, they have one. Okay, uh, but I I don't know why they I don't know why they don't use them. I feel like it's just intentional at this point. Yeah, it is kind of it's weird. It's really weird. Uh, they, they use Fraser Campbell, who's literally just a waste of space. <laughs> the, I mean, if you're Chelsea, you've got to be furious, right? Like, what is he gaining there? Competitive experience, but he's not trying to earn a spot. I, right. <laughs> I don't. Right. I don't know. It, it's 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 pointless. It's absolutely it's fruitless and pointless. Okay, we'll move but, on then. Because thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you like the goalkeepers in this one? If you think it's one nothing, you like. Hennessey? I like Hen- I like Hennessy more than Fabianski. Yeah, the Swansea uh, I rank road. Hennessey. The road clean sheet is not a. Yeah, in know. our in our rankings that are coming out, I believe I rank Hennessy number one. Yeah, those so. two the two clean sheets that they have are both on 
both at home. Yeah. So, you know, do with, do that with what you may. Yeah. So sorry. Who was next? Everton. Everton yeah. against Stoke. The unstoppable force meets an immovable object. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know which one's which. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stokes clearly starting to look like what they thought they had. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like what yeah. they what and they were trying to get is starting to show. Yeah. And Butlin's been tremendous. Yep. Just like you th- said he would be. Uh, Everton got the last second goal, oh. which just really bothered me. Because <laughs> um, in any yes, I had a lot writing on that, but mm. whatever. Uh. Lost with 60 points or something like that, which is great. Um, so Everton and Stoke, uh, I don't know who's going to play for Everton. It looks like they're going to rotate. Because, yeah, De uh, didn't start. And Kone didn't play. Kone didn't play, yeah. Which were two of the players that I loved for last game. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, just, you know, it, it put it makes me look stupid, but when when do I not? Uh, but for, for Stoke here, you know, now that they're going to be playing off, of, you know, a short time period, do you think they can keep up that energy they showed, particularly Arnautovic, Shakiri, and Boyan, or will they all play even? I feel like they have to play. Uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the opinion of basically playing these guys until they need rest, not anticipating needing rest, which is probably why I'm sitting on a couch now talking about soccer instead of coaching soccer. I was about but, to say, that sounds like the Arsenal way, and look at them. They never get injured. Well, I think it's more the the Chelsea way from last season. And while that is obviously burning them now, it worked last season. So, and some of these guys have missed time for injury, so they don't have the full 18 games under their belts. But the this is a kind of a big game, I feel like. This is a, you know, this is where they need to, to get points if they want to f- have like a legitimate shot at a top five finish. I mean, are you referring to you're referring to Liverpool S- here? Stoke. Are we talking Stoke, Stoke Everton? I'm <laughs> saying it's, it's, it's you give it. Oh, I, I meant I meant Everton. I yeah, apologize. I mean Stoke so, and Everton are tied on points, and you know they're they're four back of Crystal Palace. That's Stoke. So well, both I guess. So it's like they. They they need three points, and if you want to finish in the better part of the top I half, still have real real you know aspirations of Europa. Why not? Because they're Stoke, right? As the, I mean, they've got a, a long pedigree of players here who are used to playing in the Champions League, Mike. With they're used to sitting on the bench, boy, of the Champions yeah. League, for sure. But isn't Europa basically sitting on the bench of the Champions League? Um. I think they need to they need to go all out on this one. I think both teams need three points, and so resting the guys that that need to get yeah. them the points seems. I think I think sti- I think stylistically, this is just bad news for Everton defensively, because they're going to want to keep the ball and they throw a lot of bodies forward, mm-hmm. and they can be countered. And also, I believe I, I read this yesterday that Everton have given up the most headed goals in the league. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Everton. Anyway, uh, they, they, we, we, we've talked about them in the past. They're like not doing well on, on set pieces. Yeah. So Ryan Shawcross is pretty good at him. He's big. He's, he's big and he's, he's pretty intimidating to uh, physically. I, so. um, I said this the other day and was wondering what your, uh, opinion was that how many center back combos in the premier league are better than Stokes? Of Wolshide and 
um, Shawcross. What, you mean like in form right now or just in general? Both. In general, I think if Gary Cahill and John Terry are playing at their best, they're better. Okay. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again. Right. But, um, you know, I think, that I, I think they're both the wrong side of 30. But, but if you look just basically at, at across the Premier League of... Yeah, Kashani and Murdersacker, may I have something to say about that? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're the best, but they're much better than. Uh, I, I mean, they're can. definitely they're definitely top half. I mean, I haven't really given it a ton of thought, but like Otamendi and company probably would be better. Mm-hmm. I think you and company would probably be pretty good this season. I'm flattered. Thank you. Sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but, but I think those guys are good. Well, speaking of that, well, do you think they can handle Romelu Lukaku? Uh, well, that's kind of where I was going with that. That it's Lukaku clearly not clearly, but like. He his link up play with Aruna Kone has been so good that it I was surprised that uh Roberto Martinez decided to sit Kone and De La Feu together. Yeah, all three of them were linking up together. Right. And so I wonder if that if Kone comes back in, then that's a, we see a much different game. And Jerry D. Both mm-hmm. of them come back in. Mm-hmm. Also it'd be fun to see De La Feu against his former Barcelona teammates. That's right. That's right. That's so like, it's like that was like the one Barcelona guy I still could not get. Exactly. The one that got away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Ross Barkley, um, kind of a little invisible last game. Um, that can again, still it's not going to get any easier. Yeah, that happens which, with him, unfortunately. You know, is, is he going to be good? Uh, you know, is he going to be a good Barkley or bad Barkley? I'm not going to. I don't expect much out of him because the Stoke, those center backs and the, 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 um, They've had Jeff Cameron up in the defensive midfield, which has been really helpful for them. So, um, yeah, he's still coming back from an injury, though. So it, it, it's tough to project how much he'll play. Yeah, the the fact that it's at Goodison Park, I think, helps Everton more than anything else. Yeah, like playing at Stoke is never fun. So uh, yeah, playing Stoke really... at Stoke is never fun. No, definitely. So, um, did, uh, Butland though. I would definitely consider him. Okay. All right. Let's move on, though. Uh, Norwich are at home against Aston Villa in a game that absolutely nobody but their families will watch. Oh, uh, you know, he, he, this game is just – it's so bad it might be good. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I think that there's – I think it's – I actually really like the Norwich side on this one at home. Okay. Who do you like? J- Jerome and Redmond? And I Brady? like Redmond. I like Martin Olsen, the mm-hmm. fullback. I, yeah. I mean, whoever starts Bokani or Cameron Jerome, you have to consider them as a budget forward. Yeah. I mean, they got smoked Declan by... Rudd. Yeah, I was going to say, they got smoked by Spurs, but Rudd looked pretty good for... I mean, that game could have been like 5 or 6 nothing, if not for a few very good saves by Rudd. We have to assume that Rudd is going to start again and not Ruddy. Yeah, I, I don't. Why wouldn't he start? But uh, something I saw from Aston Villa was a uh, link-up play between Jordan Ayew and Rudy Gestad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just 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 enough of hope to to make you to make you feel that something may happen there. But yeah. Um, and I Jordan Ayew taking the penalty. I don't even know what to make of that. I think Scott Sinclair took the last the previous one. But he wasn't but playing. He wasn't playing. So, yeah, Gestad came in for him. Right, and he drew the penalty. Correct. He should have taken it. 
but yeah, for Aston Villa, I mean, would you? I mean, so do you, are no. you staying away from this altogether? No, not altogether, actually. Um, one guy that a lot of DFS people have been talking about is um, Bakuna. No, uh, Vertu, because he kind of packs the stat sheet, like a decent number of tackles and interceptions and crosses. I think he was taking corners, so he's one. But if you're like looking for like goal upside, it's like the definition of a dart throw with this team, and I don't, I don't like that. I'm going to stay away from Gisted and IU and Sinclair, whoever starts up front. It's just... What about the Norwich side? I'll stay away. I really don't. So you're staying away from this altogether? I am. Okay. All right, let's move on to uh, Watford at home against Spurs, a game that will promise to be a little more entertaining. Probably the game that most will watch. Yep. Uh, So, uh, Igalo... uh, (sighs) It's incredible. I, I, there, there, there was one point like somehow he has that ability, kind of like how Harry Kane does, where the ball just seems to find him mm-hmm. really good spots. Mm-hmm. There was one instance where he didn't score. It was the first scoring chance for Watford against Chelsea last weekend, where someone else took a shot and it deflected. And of course, who was right there? <laughs> it was Odiani Gallo who missed. Yeah. But it was just he, he even had enough time to take it down if he wanted to do a little dance and then try to shoot. But he just took it first time. But I, I can't, I can't explain it. He just has an ability, and I don't know why there aren't more transfer rumors about him. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why don't we hear? Like, more what, about like what's he not doing? There are a lot of clubs that could use him. Yeah, they're totally. I, I, one hundred percent agree. Yeah, but uh, you know you who know, should like, make a play for him? Chelsea, Crystal Palace. <laughs> I don't think they have the money. What do you mean? They just got American investment, but yeah, they got plenty of money. Uh, money is what they have now. I don't think they have Igalo at max form money that Watford will demand the money for. Um, I guess. I guess they'd be much better with like lower Grammy. Oh gosh, he's already twenty six. Pal- That's the Crystal Palace for, should go after lower Grammy. Yeah, they should. That that would be. We the should, one. we need to talk about lower Grammy very. Yeah, I, I, foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, okay, Watford. Okay, so what we have here, Odiani Gallo or Harry Kane in this matchup, who would you take? Uh, well, we did our rankings, and... Well, I, they're not out yet. They're not out yet. They will be, but hopefully by the time somebody listens to this podcast. But I have Kane just ahead of Igalo, one think, spot ahead. I think we have virtually the same top four. We do. It's The order is a little different. Yeah. But we both have Kane ahead of Igalo, and... I instantly regret that. I <laughs> I thought long and hard about it, and I don't know what I don't know what eventually. I think the reason why I did it is because I, the Spurs defense has been. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you the reason year. why I did it. Because the plan B is very good at um, at Watford. So if someone takes away from, if someone tries to take Gallo away, which they probably will try to that Troy Deeney can still score and then that's it. You know, they can sit back then. Yeah. And for Harry, it's, it's Harry Kane or pretty, or maybe Deli Alley, but like it's, it's Harry Kane or, or, or a random. Yeah. yeah. He is the offense. So if you're, and you think that they're going to score, it's probably going to be him. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> fair point. 
That's the only reason. I mean, it's nitpicking. It's really nitpicking. It's really not a strong argument, but that's the reason why I feel like the one or two places away. Right. Yep. Yep. But speaking of Dally Alley, would you would you take him in a matchup like this? Because yes. he's always a budget. Yeah, I would. He's just he, I mean, Team England. You have your you you have your pair there. Yep. Before they were thinking it was Barahino, but not anymore. No. Uh, it's it's strange how things can change in a year. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's move on though. Uh, West Brom at home against Newcastle. Uh, this th- this is the game where you would previously just you know say, oh Tony Pulis, uh, this is going to be a clean sheet. Can you still do that? No, no, you can't. I think they're. I, I don't know what the big changes. I, I admit that I don't watch every all ninety minutes of every West Brom match because I just can't Hard do that to, do. to myself. Yeah, but yeah the. The issue they have is that Rondon and McLean are out, and those are two very big parts of the the attack. Barahino still doesn't start, or didn't start yesterday, against Swansea. They started Ricky Lambert up front, and I don't think they have any reason to start Barahino now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have reasons, but they their what I think is, what I think bitterness is, hilar- is... What I think is hilarious is... Um, Tony Pulis was talking in the papers yesterday that he that he's trying to um, uh, uh, try to encourage someone to go forward and score goals. I'm like, that's just the ultimate in in irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony mm-hmm. Pulis encouraging someone to score. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's weird how he thinks that he can raise this this confidence level in Barahino by having him score goals when he doesn't play him nor play any kind of offensive soccer. Yeah. It's yep. offensive, but not offensive. <laughs> I think you'll find more, not, and this isn't like saying much, but I think you'll find more fantasy value on the Newcastle side. Jorginho Wijnaldum almost had a great goal yesterday against Everton. Tim yeah, Howard every, made a fantastic just so you, save. Just so you know, every goal Wijnaldum yeah. has scored has been at home. Yep. Yep. They're on the road. Yep. So. I don't put say, too much we, into that. Yeah, Wijnaldum also should have had like two or three assists, but Mitrovic forgot yeah. how to hit the ball into oh, a goal. Man, he had, yeah, he had a very and good Sorry, Janmont too. Yep. But I think all those those guys are definitely playable. Yeah. Here's one thing I noticed. I also see Perez playing as like the central attacking midfield, the number 10 role, useless. Yeah, that doesn't work. If he if he's so you know I've previously said like you know I would take Paris first he'll get crosses not when he's playing that position yeah no you can I think Mitch I, I think Mitrovic Wijnaldum and Jan Mott are the three that and Elliot I think you could definitely consider. oh my god Jan Mott was very lucky not to get red carded that game too yeah so Elliot had some this is gonna I promise this is a compliment but Jan Mott had some very good Tim Kroll moments yesterday like I feel like Kroll can make some excellent saves against good teams like they shut out. United earlier this season and Elliot had a few very good saves yesterday against Everton and either this is the golden age of goalkeeping or goalkeepers are all the same <laughs> maybe that's maybe. kind of my my thought on that but is there anyone from West Brom you'd consider no if Barahino started would you start him I'll put it this way I would consider Rudy Gisted over anyone at West Brom wow lovely uh, uh, West Bromber, uh, they they they've taken the place of total wasteland for for FPL offensively. Mm-hmm. It's oh, they're so bad. The city of Birmingham is they just must be just completely pissed off at the world because <laughs> Aston Villa and West Brom are freaking yeah. terrible. Um, 
I think so I saw that only three clean, three teams have um, gotten out of the relegation zone after being last on Christmas. And Leicester would be one of them. Yep. Just you know, it didn't happen too long ago. No. All right. I'm not sure Rudy Gestead is the next Jamie Vardy, but anyway. Let's get to our 12:30 slate, shall we? Please. All right. Your Arsenal take on uh, Burnmouth yes. at the Emirates, and uh, it, this is the wrong time to play Arsenal. I fear for Burnmouth. I agree. Especially after somehow managing a nil-nil draw. <laughs> Just. Eh? <laughs> Something I wasn't expecting. Well, if it was Crystal Palace, but you know, there were some opportunities. Surprising. Yeah, there were some missed opportunities. It's not like that. None by no... Dan Gosling, I hope. Gosling had uh, one shot that I think Hennessy saved that looked like it could have blasted like somebody's hands off of their arms. But the boil remains, and Richie had a phenomenal opportunity at a header. And I was say, I, I was gonna say, ask Wayne Hennessy how it feels to, to to deal with someone who's boiling. Yeah, um, ask those hands. <laughs> but yeah, it's this is Arsenal needs to like blast them to get away from the stink of yesterday's. Lo- yeah, the, I think the good thing is that they don't have much time to think about yesterday. Right. the The other side is that they can go, they can still go tops for at least a day and know that Man City and Leicester play. So they've got a very good opportunity to still be tops despite yesterday's loss. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's just, it just goes to show you that no one wants to win this league. Um. Yeah. I mean, would you would you say that those are, those three teams are basically the? No, because I don't include Leicester in there. Okay, that's fine. You know, I think Tottenham still will still have something to say about things too. To be fair. Sure. Uh, I know you don't. I know you probably would hate to admit that, but I, I actually I wouldn't even hate to admit it. I just won't admit it. So we won't make you. Manchester United are uh, at the, the the theater of dreams to play against Chelsea. Uh, as of right now, no Jose Mourinho at the helm. That's right. Uh, Buy the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the club. Very good. Very good distinction. Uh, <laughs> Who starts for Chelsea up front? That was really good. Thanks. That was a really good joke. Uh, I mean, my guess would be Remy. There was, I mean, and I, I am you that, that it was such a classic Diego Costa game or just the microcosm of this season that he scores twice, they don't win, and he gets suspended for his fifth yellow card. I'm surprised it took this long to get him his fifth yellow card. Me too. Me too. <laughs> But remember, he was, was benched like, a little bit. Oh, no, because he, he's had a straight red for three games out. Right. So I mean, that, right. that'll help. And a suspension. And, right. And he, you know, the he missed a few starts with that bib throwing. Whatever. So, yes, I uh, agree. I was surprised that it took until Boxing Day for him to get his fifth yellow. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Remy. Yeah. And not Remy guard. Right. Lowick Remy. Okay. Manchester United, though. Uh, uh, whoa, 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 what a mess! Whoa, whoa. Hazard? Who cares? You at this point? What is the possibility that they play Pedro are you, as a false are you, nine? Are you, are you start first of all? I don't. It's a possibility. I just don't think it's a probability. Okay. Um. <laughs> I hope Remy leaves. I feel bad for him. I think he not I leaves, think, but like I hope they I let think, him go somewhere. I think else. they're going to loan him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I hope they do. I think they're going to loan him out in January, and I. Uh, you, there's a lot of teams interested. Yeah. 
Swansea being one. Um, yeah, I think Crystal Palace should be another. Given uh, well, the Bamford situation, do you think they would New actually Ca- do New that? Newcastle's been sniffing around too. Like, would you, would you help no. Crystal Palace that way? No. Right. Well, here's the thing. The only way I would consider it is if they would waive the send Bamford back fee. Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe that's the trade. It's a terrible trade for Chelsea. No matter what way you look at it, it's a terrible trade. Okay. Anyway, uh, for speaking of Hazard, I'm not playing him at the price. Okay. It's that simple. Okay. Uh, you know, if you have him in season-long leagues, you're not sitting him anyway. Yeah. You know, it's it's very unlikely that in a season-long league you have Eden Hazard in your team and you're going to bench him even if he starts. Yeah. Good point. Very rare. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's much analysis that needs to be done there. I mean, analysis-wise, I mean, defensively for Chelsea, I I wouldn't take any of them. Yeah. It's that simple. Um, I don't know what happened to Modic where he just throws his hands oh. up at balls now. Uh, I don't know if he was playing volleyball. I, I don't <laughs> understand what was going on. Um, well, I thought it was weird, and obviously with Mourinho gone, it doesn't necessarily matter at this point. But it was weird to me that they were playing uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek Rel- not, I don't want to say consistently, but he was getting like some more playing time, and Mourinho like made this comment like he's ready, like we've got he's we've gotten him ready, and I literally don't think he's played since. Like, why doesn't he play? They have mismanaged their the, one of the biggest crimes Chelsea has committed is is their youth system. They either loan them out to other teams, you know, uh, throughout Europe throw their entire youth career and then sell them for a very low price. Um, or they, they, they say, they, they say that they have these pieces and never use them. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, it, especially at the forward position, they are stacked. One of the English stacked. papers, or no, excuse me. It was Marca who, um, has now started the, my Pellegrini to Chelsea rumor. It's well, now in, it's now in print. They, I'm their own name source. Just so people know that. It's been in print, yeah. but it, it, that would be a terrible mistake. I'd rather, another name that's been in print is the manager for the Chilean team, which is better, hmm. my opinion. Pinto? No, yeah. uh, you know, I, no it's, not Pinto. it's not Pinto. Is he the one that made that phenomenal possession joke? I don't know. He's the one who somehow skirted every single Conma Bowl regulation to get Arturo Vidal to play <laughs> after his, uh, after his uh, drunk driving incident over oh. some. So, yeah, he'd be perfect for Chelsea. Skates around the rules perfectly. All right. Um, I still think Man- Ronald Koeman would be great. A lot of people would be great. But that, Manchester United, uh, we're gonna keep, we can't get too far down that road. Uh, Manchester United, you can't play anybody, right? I'm not. I, I, I'm serious. Like, there, there cannot be a – they've become a fantasy wasteland. Yeah. Um, Juan Mata revenge game? He's had three of them and done terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna stay away. Uh, I mean, Juan Mata. It was written. It was. Uh, there was an article today in the papers about how the Juan Mata experiment has completely just turned to dust at both places he's played in the Premier League. Mm. And is he just not a fit for this league? Um, he just looks. He has these moments where he looks so good. He needs space. And that's the problem. Yeah. He does. You, you won't get space, in the, especially in the offensive third, because the, the, the game is called very. It, it's it's not. It's very physical. 
in the Premier League, and most other countries are not. Yeah, I think the problem is is that there aren't many teams that would pay for him. Like they're they're still not going to sell him for nothing. I still don't know how Chelsea got thirty seven million pounds for him, but that looked like a steal next to the David Luiz uh, sale. But anyway, where does he fit though? Back in Spain. Yeah, probably. And if he does, he's not going to go to the, one of the top three. And like, would he, he really want? To, like, he can go back to Villarreal or Valencia for sure. Yeah, but would he want to? Why not? Because, I'm serious, not. Mm-hmm. He can also, I mean, if he wants, he can go a lot of places. He can go to France. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Did you see the other day that, or it's now, that um, Monaco are in second in... They're in second, but they're actually closer to the relegation zone than they are to PSG. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's absurd. That's absolutely hilarious. Like, everybody talks about how, like, top-heavy some of these leagues are. Like, that's the definition of top-heavy. And Chelsea gets to play PSG in the Champions League, so yeah. that'll be a nice, easy victory for PSG. PSG, but 19 let's... games, 16 wins, 3 draws. <sighs> Just you, you really know how to cheer somebody up. All right, West Ham are at home <laughs> against Southampton. Uh, Southampton previously in this five, they previously had a five-game winless streak, and then all of a sudden, boom, they come out and kick the crap out of Arsenal as if they were just preparing those five games for Arsenal. That's right. That's exactly what it was. Uh, but West West Ham uh, probably no Paye yet. Correct. Yeah. But no Paye yet. Still no Lanzini. Yeah. And then Carroll's well, out. It, it, I mean, you got to think this is Southampton all the way now, even though previously you probably wouldn't have thought that. But are you willing to trust the Southampton options yet? What's What's frustrating about this is that Graziano Pelle didn't play, Cedric didn't play, Tadic uh, didn't start. Yeah, and Cedric's replacement had one of the goals of the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know how to. I don't know what to think of this team. I really have no idea. So. Yeah, like what do we? I don't know what to do. It's because they developed so many good players, but that manager of theirs. No, no, no. All right, none of the guys listed there were developed. <laughs> when James Ward-Prowse has his hot hat trick, then we can talk about that. Fine. Uh, West Ham, though, what? Uh, they're almost as unpredictable as Southampton. Yeah, Zarat almost scored yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's still the upside play of everyone who's left. And there's not many left. Right. It might be just him. And Aaron Cresswell had a goal. Great goal. I still don't know how it went in. Great goal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, would you consider offensive players or defensive players mostly from this game? Uh, I feel like there are goals in this one. So, yeah, I don't want to. You're going to stay away from this altogether? I don't want to say that. But the. Is Sadio Mane the number one? Yeah, I think he is. Option. I think okay. he is. Because Dusan Tadic is not guaranteed to start. Still. Still. I would play Tadic if. Uh, if yeah. You start. If he started, I would play Tadic. Okay. Yeah, I would. All right. Let's get to the game of the midweek. I guess uh, <laughs> this would be Monday at two forty-five. Or sorry. Uh, yeah, Monday. No, Tuesday at two forty-five. I cannot Tuesday, get my yeah. days straight. Uh, Tuesday at 2.45, Leicester at home against Manchester City, as you previously talked about before. Um, Leicester, of course, shut out for the first time all season. Uh, 
it could, could could Man City make it two in a row for Leicester? Vincent Company was on the bench for yesterday's game against Sunderland, and I'm guessing he starts this one. And they're so much better defensively when he's on the field. And again, I asked the question. And this, Vardy this a- has now gone two games without a goal. Mares was held in check yesterday by Liverpool. So I think we could see Leicester struggle again. Yeah, is this the other shoe dropping on Leicester season? Maybe. Maybe. Um, or it's just two really good opponents back-to-back or the end of that stretch of but the— But still, you, you need to win these games if you think you're going to finish top four. No one—they th- didn't even say they think they're going to finish top four. They just want to get the 42 points. Yeah, still saying it. I love it. Um, it's like they they're made all of their—like, they printed all their stuff before the season. Like, we just need to get here, and they just are still recycling through it before they— Start they, haven't, they haven't rewritten it yet. Yeah. I'm guessing Sergio Aguero starts. I think he was just rested for Saturday for this match. Um, Wilfred Boney played well, although he missed a penalty, which kills people in DraftKings, which was just infuriating. Even though he scored a goal. Right. So it was also a goal that he, his reaction was almost like he couldn't believe it. Like he didn't think it went in the until, it, yeah, the header. Like it was such like a subdued reaction, and then he realized like it went in. Yeah. Help make Kevin De Bruyne's there. Yes. All right. On the Man City side, you gotta like Everybody. all your options, probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay away from the, yeah, just, all just the attacking. Not, just not Joe Hart. Right. Well, you you don't like Kolarov. Um. Uh, I'll take that as a no. I I ranked him much lower than I have been. I put him second. I have no second. problem. Yeah, I have no problems with Colorado. I don't need. I mean, especially because in, let's say in DraftKings, you don't really need the clean sheet. Yeah, but you're paying a lot for them. I mean, I know the rankings aren't supposed to reflect. It's yeah, it's not reflected necessarily, but yeah, I I could see them having to defend more than like he'll have to defend more than normal, and that Fair doesn't allow him to move up. So I think Sanya's the one that. So I'll stay up. with my response of. Eh. I think Sanya is the guy who gets locked. At defense. Maybe. Might be Zabaleta. He's fit again, so. The right back will be the one that's yeah. locked at, you know, to not move up, mm-hmm. not Kolarov. You don't put Kolarov in to just play defense. Right. That would be like saying, oh, we're going to have Patrick Van Aanholt just play defense. That kind of silly. That wouldn't work. No, it would not. All right. Speaking of not working, Sunderland with Patrick Van Aanholt at home against Liverpool, who are flying high after that 1 0 victory over. Uh, over Leicester, mm-hmm. uh, just don't mention the word hamstrings to them. Oh. Uh, but I think Liverpool have now finally committed to Christian Benteke as their starter. Uh, well, they're committed because he's the only one left. But... Exactly. Yeah, Origi. That's, that is a type of commitment. I, I, uh, bummer for the kid because he looked really good, but you know, oh well, <laughs> not going to last. Yeah, I, they'll go with Benteke and don't skip leg day at the gym. You have to. <laughs> Uh, I found that much funnier than it was. The uh, <laughs> yes, so I think he's he'll be you know one of the top options certainly for this week, just because Sunderland absolutely stink. They are they they stink out loud. They they are so terrible. They really are. It, it, it and I don't know what Big Sam's gonna do. Like they just do not have the pieces that he could use. Right. And it's not like they're not that like he was able to go buy them at West Ham, but 
I don't know. You think he keeps him up? That's why he was brought there, just yeah, to keep I, him up. I, I know that, and I'm. I said at the beginning of the season that Sunderland are going to go down. Yeah. Um. So no, I'm doubling down on that. No, okay. I do not. Uh, I. You... Yeah. Okay. I think I think Big Sam also is a good manager. That if they do get sent down, that he'll bring them right back up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but. You know, I think I said at the beginning of the season that both Northeast teams had a chance of being relegated. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder if Sunderland fans would be too unhappy if both of them go down. Hmm. Yeah. Especially if Sunderland, like, on, like, the last day or whatnot. I don't know if they play that late, but if they're the ones who stick it to the Newcastle team. Yeah, right. (laughs) If I go down, I'm taking you with me. I'm taking you with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that encapsulates Sunderland Newcastle in a nutshell, actually. That's it. Um, but you know, they're not going to take Liverpool down for sure. And there's not much analysis done here. You take every Liverpool option you can afford to yep. take, right? Yep. I mean, I think we both rank Jordan Henderson pretty highly for yep. one. Um, yeah, Henderson, Coutinho, Benteke. I think I'm the only one who had Henderson over Coutinho. Um, I thought about it, but. He's a little further away, so I just... That's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, I just... I think that's the only thing that needs to be discussed at a certain point, you know, if it's just a matter of personal preference. But I think Henderson can fill up a stat sheet better than Coutinho can if you look at all the peripheral stats, too. Yeah, I agree. I think Coutinho's upside's a little higher. I agree, but the floor floor is also lower. Yes, absolutely. So... In uh, FPL terms, the GPP guy is probably going to be Coutinho, even though he's going to be highly owned, which is... Well, Henderson's uh, still pretty cheap in a lot of formats, so well, I think... I, well, my point is that, you know, if you want the volatility, uh, you, if you want, like, the highest high, you're going to want Coutinho. However, a lot of people are going to be thinking that. So, to me, it's just, like, another reason to stay away, because you're not going to get a differential at all in Coutinho. Um, I think it's the opposite. I think people are, I th- I think people would rather just pay less for Henderson and not pay up for Coutinho. I would love to see the ownership percentages come uh, midweek. You can. We will. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to our daily dose here. I forgot to tease it at the open. I apologize. But we're doing uh, Mondo Goal this week. We're going to catch up with our friends at Mondo Goal and see what they're up to as far as pricing and see what ridiculousness we can find. Uh, actually, I, to be fair, I didn't find much. In terms of just players that were just ridiculously priced. Yeah. The only one that I was hesitant on was paying 15-8 for Pritchard. Yeah. I said I wasn't going to pay more than 15-2. Yeah. I I, I was thinking 15-5 for Alex Pritchard, but uh, we found plenty of ridiculousness on the high end. I meant just for usefulness on the low end. Gotcha. Who is Alex Pritchard? (laughs) I honestly don't even know. He's a midfielder for Tottenham who has minus a quarter points this this season. I think he's got an ankle injury. I love how you actually clicked in to actually see what the information was. Oh no, it's just it's it's on it's right above Mesodozo. That's the only reason why I saw it. Okay. All right. Now um you know <laughs> I do know he has an ankle injury though. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say to that. All right. Uh I'm assuming you went three four three? Yes. All right, let's hear your defenders and goalkeeper. I want to warn everybody that I have a few Newcastle guys, and that worries me. Even, oh, my God, yes, it does. Even in this matchup. I took Newcastle guys on the road. So I paid 5-8 for Rob Elliott. I paid, um, actually, before I announce that one, 
Yeah, I paid six three for Paul Dummett. That's right. It's pronounced Dummett. Yep. Um, I not Dumay. Not Dumay, correct. Uh, I wanted Yanmot, but at eight flat, I wasn't gonna grab it. Um, I paid six two for Alan Hutton, and I paid six six for Pape Soire. I agree with one of those, but okay. just to clarify, you have a Newcastle defender and a goalkeeper and a goalkeeper against West Brom. I understand. Yep. Uh, and clean sheets are a little more valuable here in Mondo goal than they are. at Draft And goals. you have an Aston Villa defender on the road. I just, you know, I got laughed at when I put Guzan and <laughs> I still couldn't, I, I couldn't pull Guzan either. I, I'm just I, I I'm just saying I was laughed off this podcast for selecting Brad Guzan. Yeah, I I actually was originally going to look at uh, Andre Wisdom. At by the way, Brad Guzan three point five. Yes. Yep. Oh, and I know where he is. Um, <laughs> Andre Wisdom at six eight. I considered. Uh, I actually originally had Virgil Van Dyke in at six nine, and it didn't. I needed a little more money elsewhere, mm-hmm. but the. I have I'm able to go up to six four if I drop Hutton. I really thought about Shawcross at six five, but obviously I can't get there. And then um, you know, the guys around there don't quite work. Sebastian Bassong is the other one I considered who that's just basically a clean sheep. In fact, let's throw him in so I don't have to listen to you anymore. Well And then I took Bassong at six two. <laughs> <laughs> I have Boaz. Speaking of six two, I have Boaz Myhill at six two. So I okay. took the opposite side there. Yeah. Um, you know, if this is one of those games where you just take it and you don't watch the game and you just hope for the best. Okay. Uh, and then I paired him with absolutely zero West Bromwich uh, yep. defenders. I actually did have Craig Dawson, even in though there. they're the they're the goal scorers. Yeah, exactly. I had Craig Dawson in there for a minute, but uh, at the end, I actually had a lot of money left over, so I spent up nine point three on Eric oh. Dyer. Okay. So, you know, I rarely ever do that, but I had money left over. And uh, I have Papa Soiree as well at 6.6, and Martin Olsen from Norwich at 6.8. So I, I previously said I like Olsen. So. Yeah, okay. No. I get it. Yeah, it's Aston Villa. What yep. can I do? Yep. All right. And also, also, Olsen gets forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe he'll get some offensive potential. Who knows? All right. At my midfield, uh, this is where I spent money. I have Mesut Ozil at 15.6 million, mm-hmm. which is a lot yep. for a guy who doesn't score goals. Yep. 200,000 less than Alex Pritchard. That's so it's a steal. Factually correct. <laughs> Aaron Ramsey at 12.1. Mm. Nathan Redmond at 8.2. That's mm-hmm. that's two Norwich City yeah, players. Is. That's ridiculous. And Sadio Mane at 10.7. Hmm. So hmm. lots of red and white in my midfield. Yeah, sure is. Um, I had Ozil also, uh, in this format, he's just way too important. So we should also note we're doing this, the Monday slate. Oh, it's all day. It's all day Monday, but that means no Leicester, no Man City, no Liverpool and no Sunderland. So, uh, those are some pretty big fantasy or at least three. Yeah. No Deandre Yedlin. That's right. Um, I paid 3.5 million for Jordan much. Um, I did that because... I wanted to. It's basically my a full fledged punt play, and see, hold on. The reason now, I did it is because he's in that Balassi role. Stop! And... Stop! Stop! Hold on, I have to stop you. Sure. 
at 3.5 million as a punt. Why not get a guy who actually punts in Brad Guzan? <laughs> um, because goals against would kill me. And when Norwich right. wins five nothing, thanks to your Nathan Redmond picks, I, I couldn't do it. Continue. I apologize. Um, so yeah, much Ozil. I paid ten three for Wijnaldum, who is my third Newcastle player, and even with all of his goals at home. And then Dele Ali at eight four. I thought about Dele Ali at eight yeah. four. I did, but I didn't get any. I didn't get enough return at the forward position for the sa- for the saving in money. I like that we don't have to look at Christian Eriksen anymore. Oh, thank you. Yes. He's That's the reason I like Dele Ali so much more. Christian, uh, we don't rank him anymore. Yeah. And he takes, I mean, he takes corners and a care. lot of free kicks, and I just can't justify it. Anyway, my forwards are, I took Olivier Giroud, yes. and then I took two guys in the same game, Harry okay. Kane and Odiani Gallo. Mm-hmm. That's that's a stacked forward line. I did the same exact thing, not the same players. I took Olivier Giroud at ten point seven million, and then two guys in the same game. Let me guess: is it Costa and Martial, <laughs> or Remy and Martial? No. Was it Cameron One, Jerome and Rudy Gasted? No, 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 Remy was correct. Oh, was. And Wayne Rooney? No. <laughs> and Pedro. Whoa! Oh. Because <laughs> Pedro's five point nine. Wow. Going for the big Chelsea win at Old Trafford. You know, who knows? Pedro and Remy can hook up for a goal. Who knows? I have no clue. Who would but, you think, what combination scores more goals on Monday? Martial and Remy or Jerome and Gisted? Pass. <laughs> no, Remy and Martial. Really? Yeah, just I always I will always if you if if I have to make a bet, especially for money, I will always go with talent. Okay. Yeah, if I feel like it's even, I'll just go with talent. But but you also need to consider the lack of talent defensively in the other game. Cameron Jerome has not proven to put a ball in an open net. Okay, I get it. He misses a lot of open opportunities too. Yeah. Okay. This this whole this whole Monday Tuesday Wednesday ordeal, it just it just throws me for a loop. I don't really know what to what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably think, do the reaction pod Thursday reaction and preview pod next week because like the last game is Wednesday afternoon for us, and then they start again Saturday morning. But do we really have to wait for Sunderland to play to predict what they're going to do next weekend? Well, it's more did Ben Teke score. Coutinho versus Henderson. Stay tuned for all of that and more on the next episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, which will come to you at some point on Thursday, most likely. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you again for joining us. Have a happy new year. Uh, Actually, we'll wish you the official happy new year on the next pod, but still have a happy new year now. Until then, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.